The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchett, your host out here live from Las Vegas. Your other host today is in Denver, Colorado, and that's the one and only James Salinas. James, how are you doing today? It's all good. Happy Monday to you, my friend. How was your weekend? The weekend was great. Uh, really good, actually. Uh, one of my favorite uh, golf weekends, obviously, the U.S. Open, and was able to cash a ticket on John Rahm. How about that? I, I got down on him on actually Saturday. He was plus uh, 1,100. Uh, and, you know, I kind of sprayed all over the place, though. But uh, if I can take in more money, if I can win more money than actually putting out in terms of betting on golf, James, I think it's a good weekend. Prish, I got to say this. So thank you, Brady Cannon. So right. I, you know me, my my lane is pretty wide when it comes to sports betting, but I'm very, I'm a, I'm definitely a novice when it comes to golf betting. And Brady and I were on the pregame show yesterday, and I didn't have any bets. I hadn't done anything pre-tournament or through the first three rounds. And I said, Brady, if you're sitting in a position where you haven't invested in any players, what would you be your approach today? And so he named a few golfers, and in particular for John Rahm, who was sitting at ten to one. I think it was mm-hmm. what four strokes back going into to yeah. Sunday's action. So I was able to, uh, I took his advice and his sharp better that he is, especially with uh, when it comes to golf handicapping and was jumped on along with John Rom sitting at 10 to one. So yeah, cash a nice ticket as well. So thank you, Mr. Cannon. Yes, sir. Absolutely. We can give a golf clap. 
cause to Brady Cannon, actually. Uh, I mean, it's a spectacular weekend. I mean, the basketball, too, uh, was, was great, uh, James. But the U.S. Open delivered. Um, you know, you had so many guys uh, lumped in there uh, with a chance. Uh, but to me, it's about mental toughness with golf, right? I mean, all these guys, they hit thousands and thousands and thousands of balls. I mean, ball striker and all this, I, to me, it's between the ears in terms of who can prevail and who can uh, go through the challenges of four rounds of golf. And Brady definitely broke that down yesterday when yeah. when we were discussing the U.S. Open for the, the final round. And thinking about, yeah, between the ears, who was at the top of the leaderboard, really hadn't been there and done that before in a major. And how are they going to respond now as the co-leaders, you know, where they were up there? And would they be able to maintain their discipline, their poise throughout the 18, the last round, 18 holes? And then really talked about the background for John Rahm. And we know what happened to the Memorial a couple yeah. of weeks ago. And, and then his connections to Tory Pines and mm -hmm. his, uh, his wife and his newborn baby and all these kind of things. Like, that's a great story. Why can't you support that? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get involved with this today and had some fun with it and cash the nice ticket. But also, yeah, thinking about the, it's, it's that that championship medal to be able to get in there and finishing like he had talked about the bridesmaid so much, finishing second so many times. And was this going to be the one? And ultimately, yeah, mailed some clutch putts yesterday as he started to move his way up the leaderboard, especially on that back nine and what played sensational golf so yeah credit to john rom and uh, a great way to deliver on round four yeah absolutely okay so let's get to a team that did not deliver the 76ers james uh, choke job all around uh, a lot of blame a lot of people are pointing fingers right now towards the 76ers uh your your thoughts on how that series uh ended up um uh in terms of the sixers and how they bowed out here in that series against the hawks Anytime you're having all this finger pointing, right, then it becomes the lack of accountability because it's who's to blame and mm -hmm. whether it's players doing it public, not so much publicly, but, you know, outside of certain circles, we know that there's that we saw that last year and for the last couple of years, just some of the the turmoil, the, the lack of chemistry on that team and really the lack of leadership. I think that's what's so glaring. We had Scott Hastings on the show last week, Pitch, and he was talking directly about the lack of leadership in that on that Sixers team plays out on the floor and now we're starting to see that now the way that they dumped it yesterday and and completely fell apart especially in that fourth quarter and uh letting gallo gallo's our man gallo was able because i i had a ticket on atlanta to win uh -huh. yesterday plus the number now but yep. gallo taking taking in beads cookies and taking it to the hole for the run out to finish and that's the way it went down so i think it's just the lack of leadership leads to the lack of accountability when you start pointing fingers especially when they collapse that way in the fourth quarter i tell you what between all the experts we have here at vcin um, experienced betters here uh, as well. And then uh, the occasional NBA player that's won a championship to give us that type of insight uh, really gives you confidence in some of the betting here in the uh, NBA and in particular the playoffs too because uh, of what you just mentioned, James. Certainly uh, you look at the 76ers void of leadership uh, and that was uh, noted uh, by Scott Hastings, uh, bad boys champion with the uh, Pistons certainly. Uh, and so highlighting that led to some people being able to cash tickets there on over the weekend. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host, James Salinas, out in Denver, Colorado. Uh, and James, the 76ers uh, in Atlanta, the Hawks. I was looking at the Hawks uh, last week um, during the weekend to reach the NBA Finals. Uh, they were plus 800, I believe, if I can remember correctly. Uh, they win game seven, uh, 103 to 96 over the 76ers. Uh, the 76ers laid seven, James. 215 was the total. 
Um, that game, I, you know, certainly a, a chance to cash a ticket on the dog here. Uh, the Road Warriors, I like to call the Hawks uh, this year in the playoffs. Terrific on the road, and especially in this series. They were great in round one against the Knicks, and then we saw that play out on the road, like you said, Road Warriors being able to go out and stay in that game because so many of these games, not only in game seven, but so many of these games, they fell behind. They fell behind early. They were down big in game five and were able to come back on the road when they were down 20-plus points with, what, just a, a tick over three minutes to go in that third period. And I think that's where you see a, a team that – a team talked about the lack of leader leadership on the the Philadelphia 76er side and I think when you have lack of leadership it kind of it, it hurts the chemistry and the cohesiveness of your team and the confidence and the collective confidence of your team to trust your teammates and mm -hmm. I think that's what we see on the other side with the Hawks this is a team that, that even though Trey Young is a really young player he has really grown and we've seen him emerge in these playoffs and how sensational he's been in both playoff series did not shoot the ball particularly well although knocked down the big three when they really needed it did the from the Hawks offense but I think that's the team that just really trusts each other and when you start to develop trust there there's that camaraderie that you have on the court and you see that play out and when you don't have that chemistry lack of trust you start to see that play out definitely played out for the Sixers whether it was Embiid uh, Ben Simmons who doesn't trust himself absolutely no confidence to shoot the basketball especially late I don't know if he even took any shots in the fourth quarter as these <laughs> as the series progressed against the Hawks just playing with no confidence and then there's no pick me up for your teammates so just don't it's no surprise I, I thought Philadelphia would win yesterday but the seven was just too big of a number for mm -hmm. me to pass up so I was all over the Hawks plus the seven but even with that you could clearly see as as that fourth quarter started to unfold just no confidence no team chemistry on that Philadelphia side and it wasn't like the Hawks played a sensational game they did not it was more so not that they didn't win the game because they did and all credit goes to the Hawks but really it just felt like the Haw the, the the Sixers lost that game mm -hmm. lost the series for sure but no chemistry on the court that's how it ends up yeah I mean James there were indicators out there in terms of okay like you said the Hawks I mean I think the through the playoffs right now the Hawks have only lost two games uh, on the road uh, so you're talking about 12, uh, performing in 12 games and, and there you go road warriors uh, the ability to step up uh, and take care of business that way and then on the other side uh, the indicators uh, with Ben Simmons I mean who is Ben Simmons? What role does he play? I know he's a hell of a defender, um, but, I mean, if he can't produce offensively, uh, he's that liability. We saw that because they took him off the floor. Yeah, I mean, you can't even be out there when it's crunch time because you're a liability if you can't shoot free throws. It's just it's mental space, right? Mm -hmm. It's strictly just mental yeah. space. And when you – it's like you, the, getting the yips, and we see that with a lot of uh, different sports. Certain guys can't throw over to first when we're talking about pitchers and just start <laughs> getting the yips out there. And I think that's mm -hmm. where Ben Simmons is. Now, for me, something as simple as a free throw uh, – can you not just practice out those pieces and work through that, especially when you're playing a guard position, right? We've seen other players that really struggle at the free throw line, but their expectation is not for them to 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 be one of their scorers on this team. And I think that's re really played out not only for Simmons and the lack of confidence, and I don't know what his work ethic is like and how much time he puts into his game or really it doesn't look like he does, but when you're getting in there and you start playing mind games with yourself, uh, yeah, that's where the, the lack of confidence not only plays out for the player, then it carries over over to the coach and to the team where we can't trust you. And again, it comes back to that trust factor. We can't trust you on the floor in these crunch situations because not only do you not have the confidence to make the shot, we need you to be that guy and he can't be that guy. So yeah, it's uh, considering they were the number one seed 
in the East, how well they played all season long, and Doc Rivers, a lot of credit during the season, feeling like, all right, maybe he's really mended fences here with this team, fixed the, fixed the psyche of this collective team here, but then that's the thing with playoff series. And in the NBA, you have a seven-game series. You see the strengths of players and teams step out, and you also see the weaknesses really get exposed. And unfortunately for Ben Simmons, he was grossly exposed in this series of not being able to shoot the ball from anywhere on the court. Yeah, I mean, if anything, NB with the torn meniscus should have motivated you or at least inspired you too, Ben Simmons. Uh, we'll see what happens. We got JVT on the program, Jonathan Von Tobel, uh, a little bit later to kind of break down the NBA and his thoughts. Uh, curious to hear his thoughts uh, on the Ben Simmons situation, the Doc Rivers situation, the 76ers, or the state of basketball uh, for that matter. We got a little bit of a break before playoff games, but looking ahead uh, to game one, Hawks and the Bucks Wednesday evening, James. Uh, Milwaukee right now minus 500 for the series. Uh, Atlanta plus 375 uh, for the series. I'm thinking up-tempo kind of favors the Hawks. Uh, your thoughts, your early thoughts here on this matchup. Styles make fights, right? And in mm -hmm. this case, the fight between the fight to go to the finals for the Hawks and the Bucks. And for the Bucks here, I mean, they've, in my mind, really fortunate the situation with the Nets and just all the injuries that went through it, losing, losing Harden in the first minute of game one, obviously came back later, the latter part of the series, but nowhere close to 100% playing on one leg. Kyrie Irving going down mid-series out for the remainder of the series, so not having him, him and his arsenal out there, of his playmaking ability uh, on the court. And, you know, Durant is spectacular and sensational as he played throughout that series. Uh, it's just a lot to have to carry for seven games, and I think now with the Bucks moving forward against the Hawks team that they can shoot the basketball from the outside. Now, you know Young is going to facilitate. He has the ability to shoot from deep, did not shoot the ball well yesterday. I think fatigue might be starting to sit in yeah. on Trey Young because he has to handle the ball. He's facilitating every possession. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of energy to expend. And I think the other part, too, is now what about Bogdanovich? His knee issue, he played yesterday, played just 21 minutes, did not shoot the ball well at all. He's really their best consistent three-point shooter out there. He's not going to – well, he's going to be on the floor, but how effective is he going to be? Because I think for Milwaukee, Milwaukee, we know what their defense is with Budenhauser. It is, we are going to take away your drive to the rim. You are not going to score 15 feet in on our team, and we're going to funnel everything out to the perimeter, and you knock down your, your three-point shots. That's really what they want to have is we'll take the three-point shot. We're going to eliminate the paint post presence, anything inside for the Atlanta Hawks. And, you know, what does that look like for Bogdanovich, who's banged up with a knee injury right now? I think it's, it's you know, the Hawks has been a great – this has been a great story for these first two series in the playoffs, Pritch, and a lot of fun to watch Trey Young. A lot of yeah. fun to watch that young fellow. Love the confidence he plays with, but I think the series, and now I'm not going to lay that price. You're talking right. about roughly $5 on the Bucks. Too much of a price for me to lay for the series, but I just I don't know if I can get there with the Hawks, even at a big plus price. Okay, some people have this game in five. I've heard that all over the place, maybe six. Uh, so the Bucks saw in five plus 230. Uh, the Bucks in six plus 350. The Hawks on the other side, they're the long shot Obviously, James um, and six, eleven to one, and seven, eleven to one, uh, attractive there. I mean, if you do like the road warrior mentality uh, of the Hawks, if they can steal one of these games in Milwaukee, I mean, uh, that'll just boost their confidence. And how about the storylines? I mean, you got a former coach in Milwaukee uh, of the Hawks going up against his former team in the Eastern Conference Finals, the last coach to take the Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals as well. 
just thinking about where the Hawks are right now, injury-wise, we talked about Bogdanovich, best three-point shooter, really limited with his knee injury. And don't forget DeAndre Hunter. He is their best, at, let's just call him a, a slash small slash uh, power forward right. defender, great on-the-ball defender, uh, and also was a scorer for them and a good contributor on the offensive side. He's out for the playoffs, so I think that's a big loss right there. I just don't really know how how, how they're going to be able to match up with the, the Bucks offense, and I think that's we're going to see a different series out of the Bucks now. I think all of that, they able to get through the nets, fortunate with the injuries, but be that as it may, they're mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference final now, and, and the way Giannis is, is being... It, attacking the basket and being relentless with his attack. We saw Chris Middleton find his game after the first two games in, in in Brooklyn. Did not play well, did not shoot the ball well. Nobody did those first two games in Brooklyn. He looks like a different player. A lot more confidence we're seeing out of Chris Middleton. It's going to be Drew Holiday. And what is Drew Holiday? Is he going to be able to do anything offensively? Because I think he's going to have to expend a lot of energy defensively trying to match up with Trey Young and getting over all those ball screens and having to pick him up at half court because we've seen Trey Young too. As soon as he crosses half court, that that circle right there, he's not afraid to launch it from deep either and make it from right. deep. So I think Drew Holiday, his defense is going to be impactful as well. I just think there's, it's just a tough matchup right now with the injuries for the Hawks and great story, but it's going to end here in this series. Against the you Bucks. know, I I like that analysis. I do. I, I'm I'm worried about Giannis a little bit. Uh, last week I talked about Killer Instinct, but then this week uh, what unfolded to me was uh, that he let things get to him. Uh, and he admitted to that. He got a little bit emotional, certainly about the moment. But I think the crowd, James, uh, and the fact that he cannot make a free throw or, or attempt a free throw, really, at this point. Uh, so if you're the Hawks, why not just hack Giannis uh, and then add to that frustration and add to um, that lack of confidence at times? You start to do that, and, and if he starts to make the shot, the biggest thing for Giannis is he spends too much time at the free throw line. I mean, you're right. hearing it. You only get 10 seconds. They're counting 10, 12, 13, 14 mm-hmm. seconds. Too much time to sit and think. Somebody, It's not going to happen now. you got to work with that in the offseason. Totally change his routine at the free throw line. Shorten that up. Two dribbles. Square up. Shoot it. Call it good. But I think I think for if you do that with the Hawks, right now they're kind of thin. And I think yeah. that's the concern right now for the Hawks is they are thin due to injury. Talked about Hunter not going to be able to play. He can play small forward slash power forward at times on the defensive side. and can play the two guard sometimes and even mm-hmm. guard the ball sometimes. So they're going to miss him. And I think about the bench play. I mean, you had Gallo and you have Lou Williams, and that's really that all comes off the bench. And Lou Williams is a defensive liability. Gallo's a defensive liability out there either. He beat so up and beat though. <laughs> yeah, well, the, well, what <laughs> on is Embiid doing? Again, starting yeah. at the top of the key and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a reverse I'm gonna do this spin move I'm gonna take it to the hole what did you think was going to happen? I mean, right. you're seven foot tall. That's not your game. So stick within the strength of your game. But anyhow, I, I just think it's it's the, the Hawks. It's just going to be a tough matchup, especially across the front line. They are rather thin. Now, Capella, play. He, he's going to do his best on the interior. But you start getting Capella in foul trouble. Uh, Collins really hasn't been stepping up and not the biggest, strongest. Defense. He wants to play more of a perimeter defense than in t- on the interior does John Collins. I think if Capella starts to get in foul trouble with Giannis, 
just relentlessly mm-hmm. taken to the basket. Now you're going to be stuck with Gallo having to come off the bench and play a lot of minutes. I don't know if that's the recipes for success for the Hawks. So if I'm going to get involved with the series, and I'll look at it some more. we got a little time. Right. Get involved with the series. I'm probably going to look like you talked about that, that different series price, correct series price. Maybe it's something with the Bucks in five. All right. Looking forward to that series. It uh, begins on, on Wednesday evening. Uh, let's move on to the Suns and the Clippers. The Suns get game number one, James, 121-14. Uh, Booker, looking for him to step up. He did big time, uh, cementing the fact that he's a superstar. I mean, for him to, to, to be available like that, triple-double uh, for his team when they're down Chris Paul against the Clippers, uh, one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now, even though they don't have Kawhi. Uh, I thought that was uh, a pretty nice performance out there incredible performance in Booker. Yeah, he had to step up with the absence of Chris Paul. I took the Clippers plus four. Mm-hmm. It's feeling like I wanted to see for the Suns, what was this going to look like? We knew Booker's fully capable of delivering the type of game that he did yesterday in game one. How was that going to play out on the other side of the court, though? Defensively, what were the rotations going to look like? And were they going to also offensively for the Suns, were they going to take advantage of DeAndre Ayton? different matchup here against the Jazz where we had, you you think about their defense and how they were structured not nearly as athletic on the perimeter really allowed Gobert to roam free in the paint but Clippers went small but was Gobert able to, was he going to be the guy to be able to take advantage of that offensively and that's not his game. DeAndre Ayton also got heavily involved, suspected that they might play through uh, the interior with Ayton going against the small lineup for the Clippers and they did and he had a good game there too, 20 points and had nine boards uh, but ultimately I think for the Clippers and I was able to get a lot of it in game too so a, a plus seven and a half especially when it got late, it's like the Clippers still have the ability to knock down shots. Mm-hmm. It just came down to the execution at the end Pritch, I mean, it's a two-point game. Man hits that big shot. All right, good. My seven and a half is covered there. Now let's cover this four. It's a two-point game, and you have Rondo. It's a sideline out-of-bounds play, and you have Rondo on the ball side. Mm. He's high. He's on the outside. There's simple concepts in basketball defensively, Pritch. It's your body's between the man and the basket, and his his body was between the wrong basket. And Booker looks at that sweet streaks, dive cut to the rim, easy right. layup, and now you're down four, party's over there. So just the, I'm not really sure whether the, especially somebody like Rondo, Pritch, been around a long time. I know it's just one possession, but to me that was a crucial key possession that you had a defensive gaffe where you didn't, you were on the wrong side of the, uh, wrong side of your man. I don't know if they thought there was a switch. I don't know what was going on with that, but little things like that, especially in the series, can play out. So we'll see going forward in this series. I mean, yeah, Booker's clearly... Uh, was the best player on the court yesterday, stepped up for Chris Paul. Uh, but when does Chris Paul get back out there on the right. court? And then how effective is he? Is We don't know if – was he sick? How does that play out? Was it affect? Does it affect him when he comes back on the court? But great game for Booker, mm-hmm. uh, tremendous game. And this is something I think he can continue to deliver because he is a, such a special talent. He is a special talent, a uh, young one too. Uh, you know, Chris Paul reports have him uh, day-to-day at, at some point. I guess they're saying that he has zero symptoms uh, so who knows what the safety protocols are going to suggest there uh, and how he's going to feel. Uh, but he should be back for this series. Uh, James, looking at uh, the pricing, too, though, I mean, uh, the Clippers are well coached. I imagine they'll make adjustments and, and, and do something differently in game two. But perhaps uh, we'll see what happens. So the Suns in six plus 350, uh, Suns in seven plus 500. And on the other side, Clippers 10 to one right now in six. Yeah, I think it's right now. I think uh, the other part, too, that I was kind of concerned with, but I, I, once I was announced Chris Paul was out, I had to had to get involved with the Clippers there. But mm-hmm. the 
how much energy was expended that series right. against the Jazz as well as against the the Mavs in the first round. And I think we saw that with some of the poor decision-making in the fourth quarter, not so much with Rondo being tired, but also Reggie Jackson down the stretch, mm -hmm. bad took a couple bad shots, bad turnover as well. That led to a run out and a finish for the Suns. See what legs they have coming back under them in game two. Better, better opportunity for the Clippers come game two. Yeah, off and rolling here on a Monday, betting across America when we continue the program. We're going to get to the NHL playoffs. Uh, Vesna Trophy uh, finalist was on the bench, but yet the team got it done. We'll talk about that game next. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app, stop by any MGM casino on the strip, have your state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas, your host today. And James, um, Vesna Trophy finalist Mark andre Flory was on the bench. Robert Leonard 
was in net for the Knights. They win two to one. Uh, the total closed at five and a half. Montreal, again, uh, the dog at home, plus 155, a closing price right there. Uh, 27 saves uh, for Robin Leonard there. He played He played terrific and stepped in in tough shoes. To, tough spot for him to have to go into. Now, was the rest for Marc-Andre Fleury, was it, was it for probably a bit of both now, unless yeah. there was some kind of injury that we don't know about, and it's not like the, <laughs> uh, the NHL is real transparent when it comes to injuries to their players. Uh, but let's just say that he's, he's not injured. Uh, the way that that game three played out last, you know, last couple minutes in that gaff that we saw from Andre. Fleury, right. Just, he needed a timeout. Puck and <laughs> maybe he needed a timeout. He did. Although, although I guess, I guess, you know, from that standpoint, you would feel like, all right, now that it didn't lose the game, it tied the game and they ended up losing the game in overtime. Yeah. So there was still an opportunity to win the, win the hockey game for the Vegas Golden Knights. But thinking about the mindset for Andre Fleury would feel like he would be just like, I can't sit i need to get back out there as soon as possible anytime you know that competitive pride steps in and you make such a bad mistake the way that he did in the latter part of that third period it's like you gotta want to get back out there let's can we play again tonight can we play first thing in the morning i want to get back out there and redeem myself from from that bad performance and now that he didn't get out there i don't know i'm wondering is there something else going on outside of needing a mental break i mean this is game four the mental break is this is the chance to go to the stanley cup finals in this series and if you don't win this game here on the road at at montreal you're gonna go down three to one in this mm-hmm. series i would feel like forget the mental break you gotta have the mental toughness to fight through it and demand that you're gonna be out there on the ice but uh what do you make said, of that Werner, yeah. like well, the, the fact that the- that the fact that the Knights yeah. were, you know, they were in that situation. They go with their backup goalie, and then they still get the victory. I mean, does that do wonders for a team like the Knights in terms of increasing their confidence? And then uh, at the same time, does that deplete some confidence there on the other side for Montreal? Well, I think there's definitely confidence in both goalies. Okay, so right. this, it's kind of 1A slash 1B. This is not your prototypical you know, backup and there's a big drop-off. Now, Andre Fleury is a terrific goaltender. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's, it's, but it's not a huge drop-off when you're talking about any other, you know, any type of goalie situation where you have the backup there that plays spot duty and just to give your, your top-tier goalie a rest. Uh, so, I mean, he's a very competent and capable goalie to begin with, is Lerner, so, and, and, play, and played like it last night. And I think here, though, that's that's kind of the, the mindset for me is, was there lost confidence from coach within for Marc-Andre Fleury just because of that one bad play? Hey, I mean, hey, up to that point, it was, you know, they got the lead. They're, they're two minutes away from winning that game and being up 2-1 to one as opposed to being down 2-1. to one. So, I don't know. I, uh, sometimes things like that, how does that play out in the psyche? I think the team collectively has confidence in both goalies right. it's more so where is the coach's confidence right now or lack of confidence if, if that's the case and and mark andre Fleury, and ultimately where is mark andre Fleury's confidence mm. right now where mm-hmm. is he stand because he didn't have the opportunity to get back out there in game four and Pritch, you're a competitor uh, you've got to oh yeah he wants out there back out, you you drop the big pass like <laughs> throw it to me again i'm mm-hmm. gonna squeeze that ball i'm gonna make every i'm gonna make it happen you gotta want to get out there so just thought that was kind of interesting that and we're not going to hear those things, right? They're right. very uh, th- all those things are kept in house, but just things to ponder and consider. Just wondering right now, where is the confidence for Mark Arndt Fleury going? Yeah, I hear you. How about the uh, series pricing right now, too, James? Uh, the Golden Knights in six plus one twenty-five. Uh, the Canadians in six plus one twenty-five. How about that? 
I haven't gotten involved with this okay. series. I did take Montreal yesterday plus the 155. It was just too big a price for me to, mm-hmm. to, to I, I, I had to take it. It was just too big a price for me to not take uh, such a big home dog, especially how well the Canadians had been playing. So I don't have a, I'm not vested in the series either which way. I think I'm going to continue just going game by game right now. So I'm not going to get involved with any of these series prices here. I'm going to be looking to continue to play these dog prices because uh, they're getting a little big. And we'll talk about the next game coming up here shortly. Yeah. Absolutely. Looking forward to uh, game six uh, when we have it. I mean, the, the market is suggesting it's going to go six games. I mean, the Knights in seven plus 450, that's uh, that's the long shot here in this series, in this matchup. Uh, let's get to the Islanders in Tampa Bay. They're coming up next. season is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VSIN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on vcin.com slash MLB and our daily members only best bet emails. Now is the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. Uh, James, uh, hockey playoffs, um, again, not disappointing at all. Uh, the Islander, Islanders come back. Uh, they get the series uh, tied up 2-2. Two to two. Uh, Going back to Tampa for Game 5, Tampa at home, minus 185. That total is 5 right here in Vegas. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Islanders again. I've been I took them in Game Three. Obviously lost that one at plus uh, one and a quarter. I think it was, and then I got them at plus one fifteen on Saturday for Game Four. And this is just a team where I, you know me, Pritch. I'm not a fan of teams, but I am a fan of players and certain mm-hmm. coaches. And I'm really a fan of Barry Trotz. And I just love coaches like this that that you know what you're gonna get. He is up front is gonna be straight up with this is our identity. This is this is the culture that I'm gonna put in place and he did that prior to and he's mm-hmm. got the pedigree of winning Stanley Cups before and when he came to New York a few years ago really brought the identity that this is who we're going to be talking about the defensive side and the 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 players how how the accountability that goes through that locker room and how players play and and really just especially the defensive side you know defense wins championships as we get tighter and tighter in any kind of sport and here with this is just another big price where it just feels like for an Islanders team that I really like I love Barry Trotz and what he's been doing there and how this team buys in and it's very similar this situation is uh, it's almost identical for the Islanders, how this series is playing out right now, of how it played out in the first series against the Penguins, as well as their second series against the Bruins. They're home for game four. They're down two to one in the series. They win both of those games at home to even up the series, go on the road, both in Boston and in Pittsburgh, and win those game fives on the road and then come home. And you know how raucous that crowd is there at the Nassau Coliseum. I mean, they're still tailgating that. I don't think they've left for the past month since they opened restrictions. 
connections there at that arena and be able to go home and then close out, which they did against the Pens and the Bruins in Game 6 at home. Now, yeah, this is the defending Stanley Cup champion, so the championship medal of this team, that's obviously, that you got to take that in consideration, and I do here, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they're going to win the series tonight, but at plus 155, I know, right? how tightly contested these games have been, because here's the other piece, and I kicked myself yesterday, Pritch, because I had, I did take uh, Montreal plus 155, and I got a little leery of that number that I had after the first period. Feel like they they left left some opportunities out there on the ice to not score. But once they got that goal in, felt like all right. Well, maybe I can look at a nice plus price on the other side in favor of the Knights and get myself and secure myself a good pro, uh, a, a good price and make sure I, I pull out a good profit out of this. And I ultimately didn't do it mm-hmm. just because Carey Price Price had been playing so well. And then they roll into the third and it's still shut. Now I was just feeling like here comes another shutout for Price standing on his head again. I'll just lay off it and I didn't. So I didn't get out get myself out of that bet but thinking about it here with the islanders how strong they've played how close this can get if i can get the islanders here and i have them plus 155 and they get ahead if i don't like how the game's going as the game progresses and we saw that play out in game four where it got a little leery up three nothing i was watching the basketball game and turned back and all of a sudden it's three to two mm-hmm. there's opportunities to be able to get a good plus price on the other side if the islanders get ahead in this game and right now what we've seen though however out of tampa is they usually score first but so far through the playoffs when they don't score first, they are 0-4. So yeah. uh, I think this is another tight game, plus 155. Call me an Islanders fan. Call me a fan of plus prices like that. I'm taking it. I'm rolling with New York. Okay, some line movement. is plus 170 out here right now for the Islanders, uh, James. Uh, the total is still sitting there at 5, uh, although juiced up to over at minus 140. Uh, the under is plus 120, uh, which which is very interesting to me because you look at some of the analytics here. Um, the Islanders are ranked third right behind Tampa Bay in terms of uh, goals per game, goals against. Uh, the Islanders are actually better here in this category, um, uh, giving up fewer goals because of that defense. And then pedigree. I'm a big pedigree guy, James. You look at the pedigree of Tampa Bay, obviously de- uh, defending uh, Stanley Cup champions, but yet what you mentioned about the coach uh, up there with New York, uh, Trotz, I mean, he's got the pedigree too. So, you know, you put me with a bunch of people that know how to win, uh, I'll find a way to try to win those games. And so I think the pedigree in this one, in this uh, series anyway, James, it kind of uh, evens out uh, and neutralizes each other that way. I see some plus 160s. That's the best okay. numbers I'm finding out mm-hmm. here in Colorado. But to your point with that, absolutely. And I think with John Cooper, he kind of called his team out because in that game four, mm-hmm. complete no-shows. And that's where the game turned where, and uh, with uh, the you know with the Islanders taking control in that second period. And really just they didn't play for 60 minutes. They right. played for 40 is what he said. And then, you know, you're going to be able to do that when you've won and hold your players accountable. Now, I the performance is going to be there. you got to play for 60 minutes. We know the Islanders will and we know Tampa's going to bring it at home tonight. Pivotal game tied at two going into game five. And so I think both teams for sure are going to bring it for a full 60 minutes. The key is going to be for New York being disciplined on that side, which they've been pretty disciplined throughout this series. Because the last thing you want to do is put Tampa Bay on the power play where they give them the man advantage. They are absolutely dominant. Mm-hmm. Best team in hockey when it comes to, to scoring off those power plays. But here, yeah, I think the pedigree for both sides. But one fifth, uh, now, like I said, plus 160 are looking at mostly across the board. I just can't pass it up, Pritch. It's too big a price yeah, no, for me to you. say with the, uh, the game, the, these games being so tight and so competitive and the confidence that the Islanders have here. Uh, and this is a hungry team, too. They both are. 
plus price. This game could go either way. Give me that money. I'll take now plus 160. Okay, odds to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, we were just looking at those right now. Uh, the Knights plus 145. Uh, the Lightning uh, plus 170. James Islanders plus 475. Uh, I don't know if you're attracted to those yet. Uh, maybe a little bit more time or maybe a little bit more intel uh, gathering uh, with these teams. Most definitely when it comes to Intel, I think it's going to be, I don't, for both of these series, I'm still struggling. I still like what we've seen out of Montreal before last night. They were, they had won nine out of the last 10. Everybody gave up on them after they were down three to one at Toronto and the way Carey Price has been playing. And then how well the Canadians have been playing defensively, really shutting down those front lines, the forwards, all the goals are coming from the defensemen for the most part for, for Vegas. So they've done a great job of neutralizing Mm -hmm. that the, the front line lines for Vegas but right now I don't know which side I'm just that's why I don't have a position on either series because uh, I made a case for both for both teams and both series to be able to advance and so I haven't gotten involved with either price here or either series I'm just going game to game and right now yeah looking at these numbers here I still don't know who from both of these sides going into the Stanley Cup coin flip right ni- right yeah. now for me Pritch I don't know who's going to be in there but it's going to be an exciting finish for both of these series. how about the Canadians plus 900 though riding on cloud nine to Maybe Cloud 7 at this point, though. Uh, Coming back to Vegas uh, for Game 5. We'll see what happens uh, in the playoffs in hockey. How about Jonathan Von Tobel, our NBA expert? He joins the program to give his thoughts, current state of affairs in the association. That's next. A lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Bet without fear on your favorite sports with a risk-free first wager up to $600 at BetMGM. Just use bonus code VSEN600 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. It's promo code VSEN600 to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. It's a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Washington, D.C., Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan. Dissociated persons, please gamble responsibly. 1-800-522-4700 for help in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line 800-889-9789. In Indiana, it's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. And we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. And so is our next guest, Jonathan Von Tobel, our VSIN senior NBA expert. JVT, how are you? I'm good, man. It's kind of bittersweet. You know, we're already in the conference finals. One of the games is already under, already all done and over with. The season's almost over. <laughs> well, we, we okay, we got a few more games now. Come on. We got we got uh, Eastern Western Conference Finals and then the Finals. So I'm looking forward to it because everybody's making wind of uh, the fact that, okay, 1971, the last time the Bucks have won a championship, and then you got other teams on the other side that haven't won a championship in the NBA. Uh, so maybe a lot of excitement uh, is in store for these playoffs. Ben Simmons is in the news, JVT. And, you know, it, he shouldn't be in the news by himself. I mean, Embiid with his turnovers late in the game, and then, Viable with with the foul on a shooter uh, to give him three free throws late in the game too. So what's going to happen with the 76ers? Where do they go from here? You know, Fritz, I'm really glad you brought that up because this has been my whole thing. Is Ben Simmons did not have a good series, right? You know, was the last three or four games not taking a field goal attempt in the final quarter of play. You know, the fact that he was awful at the free throw line offered nothing in terms of secondary third. You know, third option as a scorer. But Joel Embiid had eight turnovers in that game. Well, you mentioned the foul on Kevin Herter in that game. Doc Rivers with his weird and awful lineups when he went to the bench. There's a lot of things to point in the meltdown in Philadelphia. So, you know, like I'm not a big fan of Doc Rivers afterwards being asked about Ben Simmons. And, you know, you're, you know, you're a former athlete. It's kind of weird to see coach not go to bat for a guy mm-hmm. after something like that. And especially when you made some pretty massive mistakes of your own throughout that entire series. So it does seem like the whole experiment has run its course. Maybe Ben Simmons uh, is on his way out because obviously that is going to be the piece, right, with that debate for a long time. Which one do you keep? It is Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons would find a new home, and the immediate tie would be to Portland. Portland could use an on-ball defender of his nature, a dunker spot kind of guy, and uh, the Philadelphia 76ers could use a C.J. McCollum type. So maybe that's what's going to happen. But at the end of the day, I I think this has kind of run its course. I think the 76ers are going to move on from him. Uh, And I'm Really intrigued to see if Doc Rivers, I assume Doc Rivers is going to stay, but this is another blemish on Doc Rivers' record, man. Like, he has not done well in the postseason. Uh, he has lost four consecutive games, seventh as a head coach. We know what happened with the Los Angeles Clippers last year. Now look at where they're at. The Boston Celtics have made it to three conferences he has left as well. You know, this is this is not a perfect thing for Doc Rivers either, but I think they're going to move on from Simmons. We'll see what a C.J. McCollum type does for them. I still think they need more of a dynamic ball handler and, you know, pick-and-roll type guy, not a two-ball guy who's going to shoot mid-range shots and jumpers. But we'll, we'll see if that's going to help them out. But at the end of the day, I think Simmons and Embiid are probably all over with. 
Well, let's talk about a team that is that is moving on and not moving off. And it's going to look at the Hawks. I want to get your assessment of not only Trey Young and his coming out party in both series and with the Sixers as well as the Knicks series, how sensational he's been in the playoffs. Didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but made some clutch shots when necessary. But thinking about the Hawks team now, getting into the Eastern Conference Finals, going up against the Milwaukee Bucks in a completely different matchup and, and thinking about how the, the, the Hawks have to score not only off of Trey Young, Bogdanovich, knee issues, best three-point shooter, and how does that match up against a Milwaukee Bucks defense that we know really takes away the driving lanes, funnels everything out to the perimeter to shoot threes? They're a big favorite rolling into this series here. Roughly a $5 favorite are the Bucks over the Hawks. Uh, do you give the Hawks a shot in this series against the Bucks? You know, James, I kind of agree with the, the, the price here at this point with this series. I mean, look, so you, you talked about the defense for the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, it's funny, at the beginning of the Philadelphia 76ers series, we had that talk, right? At first, Doc Rivers, again, a mistake, uh, decides to throw Danny Green on Trey Young. Doesn't work, they lose game one. Game two splits the possessions defensively between Matisse Bible, Ben Simmons, and you go from there. A uh, much better correction, of course. You don't need to quibble with who's going to get Trey Young. Drew Holiday is drawing Trey, uh, Trey Young in this series. And Drew Holiday, for as bad as he was offensively in that series against Brooklyn, he was bad. He was 3-19 and from three-point range over the final two games. He is still really good and dynamic on defense. And Trey Young's going to have his hands full. Not only is he going to have that, but he's going to have Brooke Lopez problem in the paint, right, drop coverage, not really giving him four feet of the basket, anything like that. So this is going to be really on Trey Young having to deal with both of those instances. And that's where everything starts, right? This offense is predicated on that Clint Capella, Trey Young pick and roll. And what's going to happen from there? A lot of the Capella, floater from Trey, kick out the shooters, as you mentioned, something the Bucks want to do. But I just think they're really going to have some trouble operating their offense because the Bucks, the way they play schematically, I think it fits really well with how they want to defend the Atlanta Hawks. And, you know, there is still quite the universe where the, the Hawks, right, exploit that soft mid-range area of the floor and drop coverage. And three-point shooters are absolutely insane, and they stay in this, this series, and they could potentially win it. But I think they have the pieces Milwaukee defensively to, to handle Atlanta. And then you go to the other side of this, guys. One of the things that I've talked about, you know, James, I think I talked about it to you just the other day when I was on over the weekend. You know, where are they hiding Trey Young in this matchup, right? They, they hit Trey Young on Seth Curry, and he got burned a bunch in that series against Philadelphia. You hiding him on Drew Holiday? You hiding him on Chris Middleton, DJ Tucker? Like, there's nobody you're hiding Trey Young on here that's gonna that's that it's not going to be unsuccessful for you. DJ Tucker's gonna post him up. Drew Holiday's gonna beat him up. Chris Middleton has so much size over him. There's nobody you can hide him in this matchup defensively, and so then it all falls apart from there. So I just think there's so many different matchups that work in favor of the Milwaukee Bucks. We haven't even gotten to the fact that who in the world is guarding Giannis Antetokounmpo? We averaged 25 points, 65 percent from the floor in the regular season against this team. Is it Clint Capella? Because he's going to get burned out in the perimeter. Giannis is going to do what he always does. Take you out there, take three steps back, and then blow by you. Is it going to be John Collins or Danilo Gallinari? Because that's no shot whatsoever. He's going to get too physical with them. I just think there's so many things that work in favor of Milwaukee here that I, I would expect this. Like My initial thought was six, maybe five games, with a little bit of a lean here towards six, just because this Hawks team does deserve credit. They're very tenacious. They're very deep. Nate McGillan has done a really good job, but there's too much in my mind that works in favor of Milwaukee to think that the, the Hawks are going to win this thing. JVT, I've heard five uh, for the Bucks. Uh, that's plus 230 uh, right now if you want that as opposed to a minus 500 series winner uh, for Milwaukee. Uh, let me throw this out to you.
to you, though. Uh, we, we, I saw some weaknesses for him, Giannis, uh, you know, whether it's emotional or whether people or, or things are getting to him. Uh, what if the Hawks employ uh, Shaka Giannis, you know? And, I mean, you, you, got, you got, what, 18 fouls potentially between three players uh, to throw out at, at Giannis. I mean, could that frustrate him to a level in which that could kind of sway it towards Atlanta a little bit? And, you know, Pritchett could, but he's not as bad of a free-throw shooter as a Ben Simmons type, right? Like, it was really helpful against Simmons because it was to the point where Simmons was passing up open layups and, and dunk attempts yeah. to get the ball out of his hands at the fear that he was going to get a you know, foul. Look at, the, look at Game 7, right? Game 7, for example, with Milwaukee, uh, I think Giannis ended up hitting, was it six or seven consecutive free throws? So, like, while he's got an issue with the free throw line and while his whole entire spiel in terms of, I think it takes like 12 to 15 seconds <laughs> for him to get a free throw off, it's not to the point where it would be a massive weakness that you could continuously exploit that if you're the Atlanta Hawks like it would be with the Ben Simmons type. JVT, let's jump to let's assessment from yesterday's game, Game One, Western Conference Finals. Suns and Clippers was laying four, so I think it closed at five. Now Game Two, it's Suns sitting here, pretty much six across the board. Uh, what's your assessment from yesterday's game and that matchup? We know Devin Booker was absolutely sensational last last night in that contest, uh, but now having to duplicate that. Don't know the status, obviously, of Chris Paul, but for the Clippers, I feel like we saw that fatigue kind of set in in the fourth quarter, not only with their the, some of the, the shots that were short, but also some of their decision-making uh, that went out there, in particular for Reggie Jackson. What did you see from yesterday's game that you can pull from and from the Clippers' standpoint that feels like, all right, going into game two, six-point underdog here, we can make that play with the Clippers? Well, the, the first thing that comes to mind, is, James, is the fact that what the injury report is Marcus Morris going to be healthy. Because he only played 21 minutes in that game, and he's their small ball center. And if he's not going to be healthy – and his ability to handle DeAndre Ayton in those small ball lineups, this is trouble right for the Los Angeles Clippers. Because now you're talking about more minutes for Vita Zubac, talking about more minutes for Rajon Rondo potentially, and that's going to be a problem because, you know, while Marcus Morris on his own is not anything worth writing home about to a point spread to a team, if Kawhi Leonard and Marcus Morris aren't out there, now that might be the breaking point in terms of injuries that this, you know, Clippers team can handle in a series. You know, I thought they'd be pretty live given everything that they have, but that included Marcus Morris if he's going to be healthy and, and able to play 30-plus minutes in the game. And if he's not, they're in a really bad way. But I think I would agree with the sentiment that there was a lot to like through the first three quarters or so. You know, Paul George fell in love with some of those tough three-point shots. And I saw it – I can't remember who put it on social media, one of these NBA media members, but it was so true. Is Paul George is so good at making tough shots that sometimes he falls in love with tough shots, right? You know, that three from the right wing – that he turns and hits in front of Devin Booker, that's not an optimal shot. And then he goes two straight possessions and pulls up with like you know five seconds into the shot clock, trying to hit a jumper with somebody in his face. You can't start to do that. You got to facilitate. You got to move the ball around a little bit more. But at the end of the day, the Clippers, you know, offensive rating of one twenty. I'm just surprised this number has moved. This number tells me Chris Paul is playing. And if he's not playing, and I get Marcus Morris, I'll take six with the Clippers. You know, I, I liked enough what I saw, and if I know I'm going to get thirty plus minutes from Morris. They're going to stay with that in the number. It was a four-point game with 4.6 left of the clock before the Clippers foul turned it over, all that stuff. Uh, this is this was a closer game than I think the market is realizing if this is going to be no Chris Paul and Marcus Morris on the floor. He's one of the best, Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN senior NBA analyst, and he's right here at VEASAN. Uh, and we get uh, to ask him questions about the NBA. I love it. Uh, thanks again for your time, JVT. That was awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Follow him on Twitter at me, JVT, as well. Uh, that'll do it for our number one. 
Uh, when we continue to program hour number two, we're going to take a dive into Major League Baseball, big game, Dodgers and Padres. Preview that as well as some NFL uh, previews as well. All that and more coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.